Hey everybody, we're live tonight with the Savage Gentleman Podcast, and tonight we are going over issues that veterans face every day. And we have with us Travis Hall, aka Doc T, and we have JD Caputo, aka JD Caputo. JD Caputo, which is Latin for JD Caputo. Yeah. So these guys both served veterans, did a bunch of really cool stuff, and you know this is something that, that is still going on. It's a big, big issue today. And so we're talking about that. We're talking about what it's like and also what people can do to get help and, and the places that they can go to, to find some assistance. Because you know, talking to you guys, I mean, it's a very real thing that a lot of people have a hard time dealing with. Yeah, it's, it's amazing, dude, how many veterans we like we come across daily that are uh, that are facing the issues that they face and are, are battling the demons and, and dealing with the stuff that they that they had to deal with um, you know we do a lot of uh, I do a lot of work with dogs and mm -hmm. stuff like that and uh, we just did a ride called destination nowhere uh, where it was uh, 10 veterans on motorcycles you know um, 15 motorcycles total you know 30 people it was it was wow. crazy yeah it was it was That's an intense deal. ride 1500 miles, you know, on, on motorcycles, Harley Davidson's. Uh, it was a good, it was a good thing. We raised a bunch of money for Tomahawk Charitable Solutions. Okay. So this was a charity event. So it yeah. wasn't just, so not only were you guys getting together and riding across the country, which is cool in of itself, but you're actually raising money. Oh yeah. Yeah. We charities. raised, we raised money for Tomahawk. We, uh, were able to, you know, pair up these veterans and, and hang out and, uh, go to cool places and introduce new and cool people. Hey, baby girl. Nice. So, Zach, let's play a quick clip. The first clip, let's show kind of what these guys were up to. We've got a little bit of video of these guys out riding. Uh, looks like through the desert. Go ahead and play that real quick. So, we started in Texas, we started in Dallas, and we ended in Vegas. Yeah, that's a pretty, pretty long ride. 1,500 miles. Man. That's getting it. That's a lot of days in the saddle right there. Oh, it was, uh, it was extremely cold. We just did this in January, so it was... Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, a couple couple days. It was about 11 degrees when we we were out riding. Pretty recent. Far, yeah, far. man, well, it's awesome. beautiful scenery out there. I mean, it's really cool to kind of get together. I and mean, what kind of impact does something like this, you know, this many veterans getting together, getting on bikes, and was there a sense of camaraderie oh, that was you know rekindled? It, it was insane, dude. Uh, so not everybody, of course, you know, when we gathered this up and when we designed this. Uh, Eric three and I got together and we kind of we thought about what we wanted to do and how we wanted to approach this and it it was an it was a, it was an intense journey not only for the camaraderie but for the ability to uh, be where we were at and hang out with the people we got to hang out with uh, I mean lifelong friendships were made yeah that's cool um, it, it was it was very very cool very impactful not only on the veterans lives but on the people that that helped as well you know like we went to a uh, a ranch called the, the Giles the Giles Dalby Ranch, uh, and hung out there for a couple of days, and just being with him and hanging out, we, you know, he he would open arms, open up his home to us, and Very and uh, had a really good time. So it was it was. So for JD, I mean, you know, you as as a veteran, you know, there you kind of probably explore a few other routes in in you know connecting with others, and and you know, you're a martial artist. You know, how what would you say? How's that help contribute to what have you seen in the community, how that's helped you guys out? Well, first thing, you know, uh, big hats off to Doc T over here. Like, you know, anything like that, like I like, I was watching that ride when I saw the clip and the first thing that I thought was, I was like, man, that looks free. You know, that, that seems like free of worry. You're just, you're just going, you're riding, you're with friends. That seems really peaceful. And I think it takes your mind off of, cause anytime you get a, a chance as a veteran, I think to kind of sit down and, and 
and hash through things and, and the mind is going to start playing games with you. And I think that's where you run into some real problems. You start thinking about things, maybe you go down that rabbit hole mm -hmm. and that's where things get terrible. So for me, um, it's been the martial arts. I've used martial arts and martial arts practice. I've seen it improve veterans' lives. They, they're active. That, that, that martial arts community is very similar to the military community. You know, you can give each other a hard time. You can play. You can fight. You oh. can wrestle. You know, oh. um, but you're, you're active. You're doing something healthy. You're, you're not sitting there stagnant because I think the biggest contributing factor, I've lost a lot of friends um, even here recently to suicide uh, who were very, very close to me. And the same thing. There's this stagnant, sedentary opportunity. You know what I mean? Right. There's this opportunity where, you know, these uh, these guys, they, you know, start drinking and then start thinking and then bad things happen mm -hmm. from there and they lose that moment. You know, and, and it's just a moment. And that's one of the things we wanted to do. We wanted to get guys off the couch. You know, our yeah. goal is like, right. hey, man, that sedentary lifestyle. It's it, when you sit on the couch and you and, not, and the couch is a metaphor. But when sure. you sit on the couch and you start getting into your own head, uh, things go dark quickly for yeah. some of those guys. And so we wanted to get people up. We wanted to get them exploring. We wanted to get people doing more things and hanging out and just having a good time, you yeah. know? Um, and it's for those reasons, you know, mm -hmm. like to get guys that are, that are, uh, come here, off, off. <laughs> she wants that toy. Yeah. It's just to get guys moving and get guys thinking about the things that, you know, hey, this is what it's about. It's, yeah. it's about like exploring. It's about having a good time. Well, and, and, and I imagine, you know, when, you, when you've gone and you've kind of exhausted your military career, you've come back, you're trying to adapt in the civilian life. You know, I, I, it seems as though there's a lot of guys that just kind of feel lost and they don't know what to do with themselves. They don't know where to go. And for you guys tuning in right now, that's kind of what we're talking about. We're going over issues that veterans face every day and discussing that we've got Doc T, we've got JD Caputo. And for you folks tuning in, if you know any veterans out there that may be struggling or maybe not struggling, you just you know, have some vet friends that you want to give them some information, awesome. share this with them, tag them in there, you know, join us, send in your questions, let us know what you guys are going through. We're here to help. We're going to go over some organizations that you guys can reach out to. Obviously, we're always here for open arms, with open arms for, for anyone who needs it. 100%. Um, but we're going over these issues and, and for a lot of these guys, it's, it's figuring out I imagine kind of what to do with yourself. You know, you've spent a good chunk of your life yeah. pursuing you know, this career path. And now at the drop of a hat, now, now you've got to do something else. And I imagine that's, that's pretty difficult. The worst thing for me and the reason that I kind of do what I do and the reason we've come up with the things that we do is because, man, I hate it. I hate when I go, when I'm at the restaurant or something like that. And I see the dysfunctional veteran sweatshirt, you know, like that bothers me. Right. Um, if you are so dysfunctional that you want to uh, like advertise it and kind of, and spell that out. And I'm not saying that it's a, you know, if you wear that shirt or anything, I'm not trying to like point but you out. Sucky, yeah. yeah, but at the same time, I don't like it because yeah. I I feel like we uh, we already have enough issues amongst the veteran community. Let's not make more. Sure. You know, and so the that is kind of what sparked me to kind of want to do more for the veteran community and be a part. You know, and be active. Get know, in there. Get and, in and, there. And, yeah, yeah. kind of get hands on and work with guys. And to share this too, you know, what, what really bothers me about it oh. is that. There's a sense, and I know the veterans out there right now, if you're Off. watching, you know, guys comment, because I, I know you Off. see this too, where you're rewarded. It, it's like the VA, I've seen guys that have legitimate injuries. Mm -hmm. You know, they've served, they've fought. These are hard-charging guys, you know, just, you know, good line grunts and, and engineers and, and non-combat SF dudes. But they're, they're legitimately injured, but they can't get what they need unless they feed into the VA's created 
identity of being totally broken. Right. And I've seen these guys and like, I mean, I've seen guys and they're like, yeah, I got sleep apnea. And I'm like, do you, or are you just trying to get the money you need to take care of your family? Cause mm -hmm. I mean, if you put a man in a position and I know, you know, we mud suck those guys and jump on them and we're like, oh yeah, man, you're taking benefits you don't get. Well, but if you got a busted leg, right. And you're like, man, I'm a manual laborer. I don't know what to do. I was an infantry guy. Now I'm out of the service and your kids are looking at you going, daddy, I'm hungry. You got to try to find a way to make that work. So when, when the VA says, hey, we pay this for sleep apnea, you're going to go do it because yeah. at the end of the day, you got to take care of your kids. So we have created a culture that rewards being the most broken. Not we, it, it doesn't, the VA doesn't reward you for getting better. They reward you for being broken. And I think that's, that's, that's completely backwards. So when you see guys and, and veterans that are out there creating programs, um, like, you know, like Doc T has here, you're, you know, that are a part of these programs that are going out for these rides and service dogs and all the other awesome things that we, we talked about earlier. I think it's really important. Now for me on my simple level, I, I do it through martial arts. I do it through, through teaching and through practice. Um, you know, we've even got some, uh, some things we've been talking about in terms of PTSD and a seminar for the martial arts we thought mm -hmm. about doing, but again, it's about building up the veteran community, letting them know, get out, get healthy, get back in there. You are the, you're not some broken, weak thing. You are the toughest, most awesome thing. You are the pride of your nation. Yeah. And you still should and be. From, from the civilian perspective, I mean, that's, that's the, way I see it, the way I see it. You know, I'm surrounded by super badass veterans every single day. I, I come in here and I'm like, these guys aren't broken. These guys are, are, are you know, crushing it. You know, and, and why we're, we're telling this narrative that all of our veterans coming back, you know, are just inherently, you know, broken and, and have all these things wrong with them. It's like, look, we're all broken to some degree, you know, and I, I just don't like that. So we've got some very capable, very highly functioning individuals out there. You know, let's celebrate that. And for the ones that are struggling, let's reach out to them. Let's lift them up and find a way to to get them, you know, get them on the same page. You know, the whole rising tide Type yeah, uh, yeah, rising tide floats all ships. And then my, I think the final thing that I would have to say about that too, certainly not final, but one of the biggest problems um, that's out there is that I don't know what is creating this veteran epidemic, but out there we do have, we're the smallest community of veterans in the history of veterans. I think that's amazing actually, despite the wars that we've seen, there's a tiny, tiny veteran community, but yet we're seeing staggering suicide rates, staggering. I mean, I've lost a lot of friends, people who are very close to me, they're very good men. Um, you know, and, and I'm talking to their kids and I'm like, I don't know why to tell you. you a, know? a part of that to me is we're, we're just not prepared. Like if you look back at, at World War II, Vietnam and those things, you know, I would go from being in a combat zone to 15 hours later, I'd be on, on the ground at home with my kids, you mm -hmm. know? And, and for me, I think we just were not coping with that very well you know like if world war ii it took months to get home on a ship you know right. and so they'd have time together to they could they and, could decompress mm -hmm. and stuff like that and i think we're kind of failing our guys in that you know in a way that we're okay hey we're home and you know the like the big armies solved to that is oh you can see your family for five minutes but then you're going to go into lockdown for a week i don't know that that's right either right you know i, I think that you build a lot of animosity amongst the guys and stuff like that when you do that uh, so for me, it's kind of like, how do we fix this? How yeah. do we, how do we, well, and, and you know, and, and that's the thing, it's a very complex problem. And, and, you know, I don't know that we'd just be able to come up with a solution off the top of our heads, but I, I think it's something that, that obviously is worth discussing. You know, it's, it's a, it's a topic that's like, okay, something that we are doing is not right. How can we find a way to change it? You know, let's explore that. Let's look at a different method. Well, and yeah. let's look at the results. You know, the, the other thing is, is there's, a, there's, there's two points that I want to make. You know, we're looking at 
we're looking at a staggering veteran suicide statistic. I, I saw something that was like, since 1999, we've lost like 198,000 people to suicide from the Man. veteran community. That's horrible. I mean, we've 75% of the veteran popular of the homeless population of the United States of America is, is combat veterans. Why? Yeah. You know, I mean, like, and, and the deal is, is that people don't want to confront it, but I kind of get it. Like, they don't know what to say to you. You know, they don't know what to do. I mean, you get this guy who comes home from a thing, from doing a job in an environment. I mean, if you've ever been on a military base, base, it looks like another world. It's like an alien environment. Fort Campbell, right? Fifth, uh, you were fifth, and uh, I was in third brigade. Fort Campbell looks like another planet. So we, we come back and we're this alien creature. Nobody knows what to say. They're, they're using these antiquated things. You know, don't ask them about what happened. And they don't know how to help you. I think there's two. There's a, a, uh, a world in which we don't want to speak up because we're afraid of the repercussions of speaking up, you know, like from the veteran side or from the civilian side, from the veteran side of it, because if we speak up, then we're going to get in trouble or we're going to, you know, and so guys are hurting inside and then, and, and they, then, yeah, not wanting to, not wanting to come forward gotcha. with it because man, I, you know, I can tell you right now that I deal with the BA because I help people with service dogs and I could see like not wanting to, you know, say, Hey, I'm having problems or something yeah. because their solve is either throw a bunch of pills at you mm -hmm. or they lock you up. Yeah, and, right. And there's so no, there's no, no in, between. in between. So either they're going to throw a bunch of pills at you or they're going to lock you up. And I think like Destination Nowhere was kind of that opposite of the pills. What we wanted to do was we wanted to put people on motorcycles and give them the freedom and yeah. kind of hang out. Uh, there's a lot of really good organizations out there. Uh, the Veterans Adventure Group uh, is a really good one. Uh, hey, Zach, can you pull that website up? Veterans Adventure Group. Yep. Just um, and Veterans Adventure Group is doing really cool things. I think part of it to me is I was in a team environment for 20 plus years. And when you retire or you get out, you lose that team environment. Yeah. And so yeah. like Black Rifle is a team. Yep. Savage Gentleman is a team. But when you get out and you and you and you you're no longer in the military, that's military mobility. That's another good one that wow. does a lot of work here in Utah. Uh, they build teams, they, military mobility, the veterans adventure group, they build a team environment. They put you in a vehicle, they get you out, they get you doing things as a team in order to give you back that feeling you had when you were in the military. Gotcha. That team, that being part of something bigger than yourself. Yeah, and I imagine that's a, that's a huge you know, gap to fill coming back and, and you know, stepping away from that role and now you're just kind of out here. And, and I think one of the other things that you touched on is you know, it's okay to not be okay. Like people are afraid to admit that and whether that's, you know, because of they, they, they don't want whatever stigma applied to them or they don't want to admit it to themselves because, you know, they've concocted this, you know, false idea of, of what they should be. But it's I think like, it's training, honestly, because like, I mean, and if you've ever been in the military out there and I know Matthew again, uh, 19 Delta, thank you for your service. Um, you know, Ken, uh, Shannon, you guys are welcome. A lot oh, of vets tuning in tonight. Thanks for yeah, having, love it. coming in, you guys. You guys, man, if you're, if you're out there, you're watching. Thank you for your service. But what I think the problem is, too, is that, um, is that you know, in the military, you don't want to be that guy that goes to sick call. You don't, unless you, you're, you're a dirtbag. You're just ignoring Your condition. Your condition. Yeah, yeah. You just suck up suck everything, it up. no yeah, matter yeah. what. And, and what happens is, is that you're only human. And it's okay to be hurt, like Doc was saying. You can't suck it up forever. I mean, eventually you're going to break down and you're going to fall apart. Yeah. And, and when you take a guy, I just, it just occurred to me that when, you know, when you're talking about suicide, you're taking, you're taking guys that have long ago rationalized a fear of, of death or serious physical injury. Mm -hmm. They don't have that fear anymore. That's what stops most people from suicide. Sure. And that's why, in my case, a lot of times, 
I mean, I would go back and look through the, the Facebook posts of my friends that were gone and I'm like, man, what did I miss? Yeah. And it was like football post, football post. And then that was the day he was dead. Wow. And so it was just like, what happened? Why? Because you take that guy, no fear of pain, no fear of death, won't reach out, is conditioned not to do that, not to say I'm suffering, I'm hurting, I'm mm -hmm. sucking wind. And that guy is, isn't going to just threaten it. He's going to do it. Yeah. You're just going to wake up and he's going to be I gone. Think, I think you're 100% on the, the conditioning part. You know, like these guys have all faced, uh, they've all faced the fire. These guys and gals have all faced the fire. They've all been in, in uh, situations where, you know, I know for a fact I've been shot at, you know, many times. And so I, I, that stuff doesn't scare as easily. Yeah. You know, like once, you, once you've heard the bees a couple times, you know, like <laughs> you, it's just not the same anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's got a lot. I think you're touching on something that's real that we maybe maybe aren't facing. You yeah. Know, like that these guys don't have a fear of death. Yeah. And that and that's where it's great that, you know, you guys are creating these these outreach programs, you know, for these super tough guys that, that, that may not feel comfortable coming to someone who hasn't been in it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Look, I might not be the guy to come talk to because I have no experience in it. But if you got another vets that have that have seen it, that have gone through it, and are doing it, come out the other side, man, let's link you up with these dudes, and you guys can talk. Hopefully, you'll be in that group camaraderie scenario where you can you feel comfortable enough to talk it out. So for you guys with destination nowhere, with with some of the other things, military that you're doing, military mobility, the veterans adventure group, mm -hmm. uh, clear path. Uh, shoot, my own uh, second chance uh, service with the canines. It's it's just, it's, you know, it's almost like we're doing this in order to create a, a team environment or yeah. to to really kind of occupy our own minds. You sure. know, like so. I know for a fact. Uh, I know both the guys who started uh, military mobility and uh, the veterans adventure group and Clear Path. They're they're patriotic. They're veterans themselves. They wanted to give back. You know, and so they went about it in a way that helps guys out, you know, um, and it's amazing what they do. If you guys want to, if you guys want to give to some really, really good programs, uh, military mobility, the veterans adventure group, clear path, uh, destination nowhere, Tomahawk charitable solutions, the special operations care fund. And we'll put all these up at, at the end. Yeah. So we'll have can, links that you yeah, guys can go yeah. and click on and check them out for sure. Great, great, uh, organizations that are 100% in, 100% out. I, I won't deal with companies that, that have overhead, um, that, that take salaries or or do anything like that. I will only deal with companies that are 100% in and out. And, yeah. and what that does for me is it makes me feel better about where I'm putting my time and my money and stuff like that. Yeah, so Mark Bergman, uh, great comment. You guys tuning in. Make sure you're sending in your questions and comments. Says that uh, Mother Nature will help you get out, go hunting with your buddies. I do Katie, it all the time. You're a big hunter, I know. Man, I I, I love going out to the woods. Um, you know, I go out there, I pick up a handful of dirt. You know, I like to smell the dirt, really involve myself in in the hunting and, and lose myself. But what's key here is that you're not sitting around and letting your mind start telling you stories mm -hmm. and start dragging up memories of things. You know, I had a I had a friend of mine who felt a tremendous amount of guilt over an incident that happened to us in a, a minefield. He felt like he led us into that. Um, some of us were injured, you know, I don't want to speak to the details of it, but he felt like, um, he felt responsible and, and, you know, after, after years, you know, he, he took his own life and he left behind two beautiful kids oh, and a man. wife. And, and I look at that situation and I'm like, you know, he, he allowed, I remember him coming to me and saying, man, I'm, I'm sorry. And I'm like, this was 2002. We're talking about 
long time ago, mm-hmm. right? And and it's it's been it's it's been building inside of him, and he didn't have that outlet. And so for me, hunting, going out, getting into that environment, and um, you know, just occupying my mind is is so critical. And I want to point out something Brendan O'Leary here said. He said, "I agree with what you're saying about the VA. There is so much abuse that I see with false claims that I think it takes away from our guys that really need it." Uh, let me add to that. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's, that, I'm sure that's out there. There's always going to be guys that are going to abuse the system no matter what you do. But VA sets itself up to where guys have to abuse the system to get the help they need. I mean, you're looking at a completely inept system that has failed since, I mean, MacArthur's brainchild died. It's a complete failure. I mean, if, if, if we put civilians for, for just a few months through VA medical care, that would change overnight. But for some reason, it's okay because it's veterans. And the VA system is completely inept. It's failing on every level. It still operates on a paper system. I mean, what's next? Carrier pigeons? I mean, these guys, look, VA, if you're out See, there, I've you had a little. I had a little bit different, uh, you know, I work a lot with the VA out of Nashville with these dogs mm-hmm. and uh, I can see some change, you know, like I, I can tell you. Some, that, some forward progress. Yeah, yeah, starting some, to kind of... yeah, yeah, they're, they're definitely willing to help and they just, maybe they just don't know. Um, and I, I don't know. I think they're. I think they're doing a little bit better. Yeah. Um. And from just from what I've seen, and every every right. every location is different, you know. And so, um, when I approach these guys about these dogs, and I help these guys get these dogs certified as service mm-hmm. dogs, um, they're they're willing to help. They're willing to bend over backwards. They're willing to do whatever. I know for a fact that the Salt Lake VA is a, is an outstanding VA. Um, no, I've never been to that one. I haven't either, but I've got family that works here, and and I see the programs and stuff that they're they're going that they're in, implementing here in Salt Lake. So I know for a fact this is a good one. So let's let's talk a little bit about service dogs. We have Bar in here, and she's a she's a sweet girl. She's relaxed and laying <laughs> on the floor with us. She's she's got a little sleep twitch going on. Yeah, right now. she's the best. Um, so what I do is I take rescues, and uh, I only work with Malinois and Shepherds because that's. Okay. I'm very, uh, you know, when I was at group, I, I handled dogs at group at fifth group. I took mm-hmm. a dog overseas. His name was Bear. Uh, I took him overseas four times. Um, he retired to me because he wouldn't work with someone else. And that kind of sparked my love for these these dogs, mm-hmm. these Malinois. These breeds. Yeah, yeah, Malinois specific. Yeah. I'm, I'm very one-trick pony. I, uh-huh. You could put a uh, dash, dash hound in front of me and I would have no clue how to, how to yeah. work with it. I know what these dogs want. So... For me, I, I take these dogs and I rescue them because everybody sees the movie Max and you know all the big uh, Hollywood stories about Malinois mm-hmm. and they want to get a Malinois until the dog eats their car. Right, and they're like, what happened? Yes, it's like, yes. Eh, you probably should have done a little bit more homework there. And so, yeah, <laughs> these dogs end up getting thrown outside or whatever the case may be. There's a huge Malinois uh, rescue situation really? in, the, in the country right wow. now. And so I take the rescues rehab them, teach them how to be service dogs, and mm-hmm. then I find my placements for them. Oh, very cool. Yeah, so, um, in fact, if you go to our Facebook page, we have uh, In Service of Mankind is our Facebook page. We've been approached to do a television show about the dogs, so oh, nice. we'll see if it happens. If you give us some likes, maybe they'll, yeah. maybe they'll want it. So go to In Service of Mankind on Facebook and get us a couple likes, throw us some comments, and uh, hopefully they'll do it, you know, and yeah. we can... Well, and, and, and one thing that I really like is, you know, whatever the shortcomings of the VA and the, and the government implemented programs, I, I like that there's guys like yourself and, and you, JD, as well, that are kind of taking matters in your own hands where you're like, you know what, man, we'll, we'll fix this on our own. If, that's where the real help. If we can't get help elsewhere, that's where it comes from. then, yeah. then we're going to start 
and find a way to, to fix this thing. I think yeah. that's a, that's a that's an amazing. I think that's a tradition that kind of followed us from the military. If you really kind of look back right. on it, you know, like we would be given a task, and I know at, at my level at fifth group, I was always short-handed, I was always short-funded, I was always short-equipped, mm-hmm. and so we would be given a task. You're here to see how bad it is in Bravo Land. <laughs> We're using harsh language. Yeah, and, but they would give us this task, and they would say, "Hey, I need you to accomplish this mission," and we would, no matter what we had to do to make the mission happen, we would accomplish that mission. And I think those kind of those things translate over into what we do now as civilians. Uh, well, and veterans, when you look at it, veterans have been banded together for a long time. But what I'm starting to see now, especially some of the programs that you know, some of the great things you're a part of, and some of the things that I'm looking into doing with the martial arts, is that you know these programs are healthy. These are healthy outlets. I mean, bear in mind, there was a generation of veterans that came back and they were like, hey, you know what, society? We're going to be the Hells Angels now. Thanks. Mm-hmm. You know, because there is a, a bit of a disconnect. But the thing is, historically, there's always been a disconnect. You know, we, uh, I, on our previous podcast, we were talking about, about, um, about the samurai, right? Mm-hmm. When we mentioned them. And in the Tokugawa, uh, the Tokugawa era of, of, the, uh, of Japan, these warriors found themselves displaced, and that's where you see the ritualistic suicide appear. It didn't actually appear during the warring period. It appeared during the peace period. Oh, wow. So, I mean, we have this, this understanding that, oh, you were defeated in battle because you were dishonored. You commit, you know, seppuku or harakiri, yep. you know, disembowel yourself because you were so dishonored. It actually wasn't but from losing in battle. It was these well, it could have been It could have been from losing in battle, but what it really was was a lot of these guys losing duels and things like that, but it didn't really become important or even celebrated until later on because they were trying to find, these guys were taking their lives. And this is a tradition where warriors find themselves displaced. We train men for a very specific purpose and then we send them into battle. And we send them out there and they come home and then we just... And we say, good luck. Good That's, luck. And, go. and they don't have a place anymore. And so these warriors band together and they form their own groups. But now we're seeing them, these things start to turn out healthy alternatives. Whereas before, man, it was, yeah, it was some pretty bad stuff. You know, and... and Honestly, we didn't ask. throw your leg over a bike and, and forget the yeah, world. Well, we didn't ask for the war. You know what I mean? The war was brought to us. Right. And I, I just want to point out, we're still at war. Um, I still have brothers and sisters in Afghanistan right now and Iraq. Yes, sir. You know, and so it's not over yet. You know, and, and I think that's one of the important things. I did 20 years as of last November um, in the Which military. Which is awesome. And, and think about like 13 years of that, 14 years of that was in combat. Yeah. You know, and, and so. We're not done yet. Yeah, so I mean, we're still going to be churning out combat vets for you know for for a while. It's like this this problem isn't going away. Like if we don't figure out a you know a solution, we're just going to continue on the same trend. I got I have friends like Mike Rodriguez, who's he served, his wife served, his son is now serving. Wow, you know, like think about that. That's multi generational yeah. families that have been in combat. You know, his wife while we were on destination, or his son while we were on destination nowhere got home from Afghanistan, you know, and, 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 and they were following the hashtag, they were hashtagging us and stuff from Afghanistan. So imagine that the impact that that makes on people as they're overseas trying to figure out what to do next, yeah. you know. Uh, Zach, if we could, let's play another clip from, uh, let's play clip number two from Destination Nowhere. So these are the guys, uh, we got a little shout out to Black Rifle Coffee here. So let me, before we start, Zach, this uh, Black Rifle was one of our sponsors uh, for the ride, Blue Force Gear, Timney Triggers. Uh, so many really cool people, Era 3, uh, so many really cool people came together and helped us to do this. To raise money for To raise for money because we yep. couldn't have done it on our own. Sure. We, there's no way we could have done that by yeah. ourselves. All right, so let's roll this clip. We got a, we've got an aero press. Go ahead, play it, Zach. 
We got some nice BRCC. We got a nice looking bike. Oh my, look at this. This is very uh, Black Rifle. Wow, that uh, is that is so much America right now. So that is uh, just a really good friend of mine, Nate Wessel. So I never knew Nate. Great dude. Great dude, BMXer. Didn't know him before the ride, but he, I consider him a brother at this point. That guy is awesome. He's a super rad dude. I had the pleasure of meeting him a while back. Super cool, great, great craftsman. Um, apparently he can run a gun pretty decent he too. can run a gun yeah and, and yeah. let's be clear this is he is being comedic here <laughs> oh like, yeah no obviously yeah, like, it's just, it's well just i mean fun. you know in in today's world you got to let people know like he's he's obviously making a reference here he's he's you know he's having some fun with it oh. and that's cool so <laughs> this is george george owns uh firebird skydiving uh crazy german dude out of eloy super fun stuff this was uh it, it was a blast man we, we yeah so you guys are out there having fun i mean it's not just you know, super serious, somber riding bikes. I mean, you guys are hopping out in the desert, oh, we, shooting guns, messing around. Oh yeah, we, we shot at the at the Dolby Ranch. We shot at Eloy. We jumped in Eloy. Um, we went to uh, Scottsdale and did the uh, uh, the big auto auction there. Okay. Um, what's it? Uh, oh, you got yeah, me. And got me too. Um, but we were at the auto auction there. Uh, companies came together and kind of helped us, mm -hmm. you know, and it just worked out so nicely because. It kind of comes back to activity, right? You guys are out and you're doing things. You're doing things together. You know, that whole notion of, man, get up out of the couch, get get out with someone, find a group. I mean, there's so many ways to reach out. I mean, just, just I mean, even something like Drinking Bros, you know, Drinking Bros, there's high caliber communities, good friends of ours. You know, there's ways to connect. You know, you don't have to sit in isolation. I think that's what you guys are saying is you don't have to sit in isolation and suffer on your own right and, and i think it's important too because you, you've got a mission but the interesting thing and, and the mission is another thing we haven't touched on obviously we know that we're missing the community we know that but another thing is the mission for yeah. anybody that's been in the military and chime in you know what i'm talking about the mission is a religion you know the mission is a thing that will be accomplished despite anything else and it, it is this religious experience where you're like i am going to get this thing done it doesn't if you told a bunch of 11 bravos Hey man, I want a 40 foot pile of dirt by the end of the day. By God, we might have stolen it, killed somebody, broken stuff, but there will be a 40 foot pile of dirt there at the end of the day. And then somebody takes that away from you. You have no mission. You have nothing to do anymore. So they've taken away this thing that is almost, that supersedes your own life. You mm -hmm. are trained that the mission goes beyond your own life. And then they take that away. And so you're like, who am I now? What's but that's that's where we have to step up, you know, right, and that's where we have to step up and we have to we either internally or externally, like mm -hmm. whether you reach out to one of these groups that we're talking about or you do it yourself, you know, whether you like if you want to be the world's best skydiver, then be the world's best skydiver. Right. If you want to be the world's best hunter, you know, be the world's best hunter. We as individuals can't let ourselves fall into this couch yeah. and sink. I like to call it sinking into the couch, mm -hmm. you know. We can't sink into the couch and just stay there. We have to get up. We have to. You've got to find that new yeah, mission. We have to find it. You have to seek it out. But and, and and I think that's probably the hard part is, you know, you're used to that directive being given to you. The mission is here. Hand it off. This is what you do. Go do it. And now, you know, without that direction, it's like, man, I imagine it's this feeling of just being lost. Of like, well, what is my mission now? How do I find it? Well, and, and I think that I think that it's important too. You know, like you mentioned, you know, you have to find that mission because I think having a mission gives you that that sense of purpose again. And and you know, I, I have to I have to to I have to go with the idea that that there is some psychological indoctrination that happens inside of the military. Obviously, I mean, there is some conditioning that mm -hmm. takes place. 
And, and honestly, guys are like, well, I want to go back. Don't set yourself up to fail. I hear guys say, I want to be who I was before the military. That guy's gone. That guy, yeah. That, that guy's gone. You know, if, if, if it I'm, doesn't, not even the military, if you spent 10 years at a job. Anything. Anything. anything right. I mean, anything. You're going to you progress. Never, you're yeah. never going to be you the same. You will never be your, your 10 year ago yeah. self. But, and, and honestly, nor, should you? you but know? you can't go back to that. And I mean, you know, what I tell people is, I've, one, I've established and accepted the new normal. Mm-hmm. You know, a guy who has who has a heart condition, that guy's got a new normal in his life, right? So I've accepted the new normal. I've created a new purpose in my life. And then I go about winning moments. You know, and I think winning a moment is because, again, my focus has been on veteran suicide. You know, those guys lost a moment. Mm-hmm. So all I'm telling you to do is if you're out there, if you know anybody that's suffering and you want to pass this along to them, have that person. Just talk to them. Just help them win that moment. Because if you can win that moment, man, you can win a day. You win a day, you win a week. Win a week, win a month, win a month, a year, and so on and so forth, and we might just make it through a life. <laughs> yeah, it's a small victory. The struggle is real, man. The struggle is for real. And I think the little victories, the everyday victory, the the one day at a time, mm-hmm. you know, and they preach those things at 12-step at programs for addicts for a reason because it's proven, you mm-hmm. know, it's to proven work. to work. Yeah. yeah, and so I think that's kind of one of the things that... Uh, that we need to figure out is how do we, how do we make this work for our people? You know, because there are people. Yeah. Um, so you've got Glenn Ross. Glenn says, I've been able to grind it out over the years from learning to never give up or give in. No college degree and now manage 85 associates. He says to all the vets, never get up, 11B for life. 11 Bravo, man. Way to get it done. That's your and, boy. And it, yeah, that's my boy. But again, I want to point something out, even though we're always going to show favoritism to our Mary particular Jackson, there you go. Um I want to make something really important in that... Um, you know, I, I got respect for anybody that served. I mean, there's always going to be that that sibling rivalry. You know, but but it's listen, man. If you if you're a Marine, Navy, Army, does I don't care, Coast Guard, I got your back. And and on JD Caputo, if you want to message me and you want you got something you want to hash out, and I can help you somehow, and I'm sure for you other guys this goes as well. If I can help you hash it out, man, I'll drop what I'm doing if I can, and I'll do my best to help you. I mean, obviously things are going to get busy in my life. But I'll do anything I can to help you because, again, winning that moment, super critical. Nothing, no matter how bad you think it is right now, no matter how bad it's getting in your life, I want to tell you it's going to get better. Okay? Take a deep breath. Slow it down. People care about you. Call somebody. Talk to them. I've been in that emotional state. And I don't mind sharing my personal experiences where when I got back, you know, I didn't feel like I had a purpose anymore. I didn't feel like I had a life. And it, 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 it's easy, you know, and you start looking at that H&K 45 and you start asking yourself, like, I know how to do this where it's not going to hurt. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You start asking yourself hard questions. You start saying things to yourself and you're like, you got to find something to pull you back. You got to yeah. find something to drag you back into reality and to keep you going again. And, and again, good organizations reaching out to guys, looking for the warning signs, looking for, for that guy that doesn't seem quite right. But man, more than that, just go up to a veteran sometimes and be like, hey, how you doing? How yeah, are talk to people. Talk to we them. don't talk to people. Anymore. So, and That's I think what thing. people, what the guys are failing to realize is that, like, your family is your team. You know? Yeah. And and your family and your, your, you know, whether you're married and you have kids or or if you're not and you and your parents or, or mm-hmm. your siblings, your family is your team. And by checking out early, you're letting your team down. You know, like, yeah. If you check out and you let your kids down, <clears> if you <throat> check out and you let your wife down, you're letting your team down. You know, like, think of the. Think of the damage yeah. that you're doing to the to your team by 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 taking that easy route out. It's the easy route out, man. It sucks to deal with the with the problems that we face. It it uh, you know I hate talking to the people that I then I hate dealing with my own problems. Right. You know, but by by doing that, by committing suicide, by 
you know, not yep. facing those things. You're not facing your problems and you're not you're not living up to your to your team's standard. Well, yeah. that's a wrong ending to the story, guys. <laughs> it's a wrong ending, man. Like nobody wants to read like the story doesn't end that way. You know, nobody nobody cracks open King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table and we read about valiant warriors that go out to defend, you know, defend the realm. Oh, and then they came home and then half of them committed suicide. The end. That's not how that story ends. That's not how your story ends. Things are going to get better. Things are going to get brighter. And they're going to get worse too. And that's okay. But you need to build a support structure. You need to go out there, communicate with people, get involved, get active again. And I promise things are going to get better. Just win that moment. Man, I, I think that you you made a great point where you said like, there are people that care. Yeah. Know? And there may not even be people in your immediate eyeline that care. But trust me when I say there are people that care. I mean, we're getting people tuning in here that are typing in, you know, hey, this is a huge issue. Hey, we want to help. We've got Paulo Rubio, Jay Webster, Glenn Ross. All these guys are saying, hey, man, I mean, these are people tuning in and, and this is just a small sampling. You know, there are civilians and other veterans and just people that, that care about your health and well-being. And so don't ever for one second discount that, that fact. There are organizations, there are people, you know, man, it, it, I just cannot stress that enough. So Glenn Ross says, I want to be able to help. What can I do? Give me some, give me the info, Dallas, Texas. Okay. Um, what I did this year for my birthday on Facebook is I, I picked a, I picked an organization. I picked the Veterans Adventure Group and I asked all my friends for my birthday, instead of sending me cards or sending me anything, I asked my friends to donate through Facebook. Facebook has the ability cool. Oh, cool. to uh, do like a donation that goes straight to the organization. You don't have to do anything with it. It's in their, uh, their charitable, their charitable side. That's something easy that we can do. Like if every one of us picked a really solid group like Military Mobility or, or Veterans Adventure Group or ClearPath and said, hey, instead of sending me a card or whatever it yeah. is, send that $5 yeah. to this organization. I mean, it's, yeah, three to five bucks. Yeah. I, I hate to say it, but the world runs on money. And these organizations need the cash yeah. in order to get veterans out. We raised the money from Destination Nowhere so that we could get veterans going and doing cool things, you know? and. And we're, we sent a guy to brain treatment, you know, for TBI. So, no kidding. yeah, so money, yeah. these, these well, places and, have to run and, on money. And you've worked with quite a few of these charitable organizations. And I think, you know, for, for the for the listeners and people watching at home, you know, how how is this money being put to use? Like, where does it go? Like, you know, giving the money, how does that, how does that actually help guys? You know, I mean, obviously, like you said, money makes the world go round, but like, in what way because i think well i know for a, a question I know, that people have yeah for my own I, I don't take a lot of money like for right. the dogs I, I just don't take in a lot of money because I, I i usually can manage it myself but um for the veterans adventure group they have six teams five or six teams of guys that are going out on <clears throat> some kind of adventure mm -hmm. whether it's rock climbing or scuba diving or, or skydiving and so this is funding these you know these adventures, adventures. or destination optional guys going getting yeah. on bikes like i mean all this stuff Man, it, it can get pretty pricey, Off. you know, to send a group of dudes skydiving Off. or on a on a big hunt or whatever whatever the activity Off. is, you know, that's where, that's where this money is coming and and helping out and it's bringing these guys together and again showing them. I mean, you want to show somebody you care. That's a great way to do it. Absolutely. Well, and, and you know, uh, there's a uh, Paulo Rubio points out your family is your team. Will you consider? Uh, the idea that clamming up and not talking to your family is an act of love that shelter them from 
having to deal with things. You know, and that's kind of the thing too. That's is an that interesting guys, where yeah. you think you're doing them a favor. It's like, oh man, I don't want to bring this up. Well, he's been heavily involved in some veteran issues, and 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 so I've seen the Canadian, um, some of the, the you know, the, what, what's going on with Canadian veterans also. Mm-hmm. And it's important to notice that, that, to note that you know we kind of think of ourselves as being isolated, like oh, I'm a U.S. veteran, I'm a Canadian veteran. We were all soldiers. We were all warriors. Okay, we all have similar experiences. Deployment is deployment. We're all just people. We just wear different color uniforms and hats. Okay, you know, when that happens, whether he's a special forces guy who, you know, something has gone wrong or I'm an 11 Bravo and something's gone wrong, underneath that uniform, we're just men. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so these, these things are not isolated. And so, but when we come back, you know, I see these guys doing the same things where they're like, oh, I don't want to talk to my, you know, my wife or my kids about the I, issue. I think, um, I, and I did this in the very beginning because I've deployed a lot and I, you know, I, I would clam down and I would like, I would come into the house and try to bully my way through things and I, I agree that's the wrong answer you know being the the quiet you know like internalizing because yeah, telling all, them you won't get it yeah. you won't understand all internalizing does is make you an asshole you know and, and all internalizing does is turn you into a, a ginormous well well and like you guys said before I mean you know as men we do that just inherently like men tend to be a little bit more closed off especially about our emotions and then as you mentioned in the military you're conditioned to be even more closed off and clammed up and reserved with letting that out. So now you've kind of got a double whammy where we're already predisposed not to talk about that being dudes and obviously women, you know, service women as well. But now you add on top of that, the conditioning of, yeah, man, you don't talk about your issues. And there's a big, there's a big thing, you know, when we're overseas, like, you know, we don't talk about fight club, you know, like when you're overseas and you're, you know, when I would FaceTime home or whatever, like you don't talk about fight club. Yeah. Everything's happy daisies and, and everything smells yeah. great, you know, and, and I think that kind of builds that. You know, well, and this... it makes sense in that environment because, man, I, I could imagine being being in there and then starting to come to that realization, you know, you have to keep that, like, rock-hard mentality, oh, yeah. you know, so you can't break it then. So now you've spent X amount of years never breaking, and now you got to come back. Well, and and one of my chief failures was is that as I, I would put things on myself, and, and I know you, you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about, and this is one of my biggest failures is, is I would get unreasonable workloads that I didn't understand from, you know, or, or I would just get a high workload from a civilian employer, and my answer would always be, good to go, I got it. Because you're not going to, you can't look at somebody in the military when they say, hey, need you to do this. You're not going to go, ah, man, I, I don't know that uh, I can do pretty that. Pretty busy, man. I don't or, know. You, or not even that. You, that. you won't look at them and say, I can't do that. Yeah. Like, that's not possible for me. But you'll tell them, yeah, good to go. I got it. So then they come over and they're like, okay, they don't know how to, they don't know what's happening. So they right. throw more on you. Like, well, because he said he's got you're it. conditioned. You don't, you're like, he's an 11 Bravo infantryman. You don't look at people and say, I can't do that. You say, yeah, no, I got it. And before you know it, you're overwhelmed. Right. And, you know, it's not even rock bottom, I think, that's scary. Rock bottom is familiar stone. What happens is, is that weight crushes you below rock bottom and you hit free fall. Mm. And that free fall is, is that there's, that's, that's where death happens. And yeah. that's where you see suicides and, and these terrible things that are happening. But you have to admit, this is too heavy. Oh. I can't deal with this. Oh. This is too much for me. You have oh. to be able to say that. And oh. it took me a while to do it. Like, you got to be able to say that and admit that. Like, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. I need help. Right? And that's whether your injuries are getting to you, whether something is upsetting you, and you have to communicate with those with people around you effectively at their level and tell them, hey, look, man, you know, I'm sucking wind. Help me out here. Yeah. Well, and I, yeah, I, I, I agree 100%. And I think by taking on those tasks, we, we're, we're kind of pushing all our problems to the rear. I, I feel like if we're coming from the, those situations of overseas and we want to take on more so we're not 
committing to what we need to fix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're distracting yourself. It's, just, it's and, a distraction. And, and, and we've seen that. We've got a buddy, you know, recently that was kind of dealing with that where he just constantly had to be busy doing something because the second he slowed down, those thoughts would creep in. And it was very, very difficult to to get him in a place where he could just exist without you know, without this, this, this terrible gnawing in the back of his head. And, and I imagine that's a huge, huge struggle. Well, I mean, I was around, uh, you know, a, a super high speed, you know, sniper type guy who, who was literally like, I remember him coming up to me. And, and again, I'm just a, I'm just an 11 Bravo in the 101st Airborne. I'm nothing special, man. You know, but like, you know, I wasn't SF, you know, or anything, you know, any like those high speed guys. I was just a dude that did my job. And, uh, but you know, what's amazing is this high speed dude comes up to me and he goes, Hey man, what do I do? Like, what, what, what am I now? Like, he didn't understand. He was like, what do I, I don't have, I'm not a sniper anymore. What, what do I do now? And I'm like, well, what do you want to do? You know, who, what do you want to do? And that, that was the thing. He's like, well, nobody ever asked me that. <laughs> they had all these expectations of me. They, they, you know, I'm, I'm the crazy combat veteran. I'm the guy that's hard to talk to. I'm this, I'm that. None of those things. I was like, man, what do you want to do? You could do anything you want. This isn't bad. This well, is the best thing ever. And that's the way I look at it, man. When I, when I see guys who come back, you know, from deployment and, and, and they get out, I'm like, man, you guys are freaking heroes. You guys are super badass. You you are skilled <clears throat> you might feel that and way, equipped to do anything you set your the, mind to. But the guys don't feel that way. And that's the hard part. And that's, you know, Paulo says, your know, civilians need to be trained on how to deal with veterans. I think that's a that's a great that's a great point, you know, especially family. They need to super. understand that dad is still dad, but that dad may say and do some uncharacteristically dad things. You need to know how to apply pressure when it comes to love. I think those are all great points. Perfectly valid points. And, and you know, like that, that's, that's another struggle is that, you know, um, you know, again, and, and not to name names, but I, I have to talk to small children now who've been left behind by suicide and, and no, you know, eight year old kids are like, Hey, what's PTSD? What's, what's this, what's that? And, and I leave, you know, I, I have my questions, you know, in my mind where I'm like, man, you know, I, I wish he was still here, you know, and I think effective communication, I think people effectively communicating with them would have kept them here. But I think, I think it's absolutely correct. You have to know what to look for, what the warning signs are, because you're not dealing with your average person. When you see some of the suicidal people or people who claim to be suicidal in the civilian sector, a lot of times they're outwardly mopey, they're very depressed, they're bizarre, they're outside the norm. But the veteran that commits suicide is a guy that might show up to your, you know, your, your Super Bowl party, be happy as a clam to talk to you. Something goes wrong, that guy loses that moment. He's gone. So and I think too, it's it's moments. You know, it's it's right. moments. Um, you know, uh, I'm now starting to deal with some of the the stuff that I did in my past. You know, and, and I think it's it's very much moment driven. You know, mm -hmm. like it's uh, I call it jigs. You know, like when someone gets the jigs and they they can't figure out why all of a sudden they go into a saddened, you know, like a saddened state or they tear up or yeah. they they get emotional and and uh, we just need to learn how to fight the jigs. You know, mm -hmm. basically we got to figure out, hey man, it's it's only temporary, you know, and, and I, I think that's a big part is knowing that, hey, this will pass, you know, because I think when you get in that in that downward state, it's like, man, I, I'm stuck here and it's only gonna get worse and, and you know, knowing that no this is a phase and you know, figuring out ways to pull yourself out of that. I think that's the trick. I think step one of that, out. Josh, too, and not to jump on you or step on you there, but I yeah. think I think step one of that is immediately realize you don't need to try to do it by yourself. Mm. Um, and I think yeah. that's going to help you a lot. And it's just my personal opinion. And it goes so, right back to teams. Yeah, go like back it to goes a team, right, right back to teams. Go to you know? your guys and be like, hey, man, look, because I promise you, 
I mean, if it, I, I can't think of, of a single team member that I've ever had in, in any of the fire teams that I've been in, that if that guy called me and was like, hey, man, I don't know what to do here. I wouldn't stop everything in my world. There'd be zero judgment. Nobody's going to look down on you, man. Like, I mean, if anything, you know, again, my friend that recently that I lost, you know, is my best friend. Um, you know, I, I wish the guy would have called me because I would have dropped everything in my hands and got on a plane and been like, hey, man, I get it. You lost your job. Let's figure it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Let's Let's sort this. Jay Webster brings up another great point. He says, I think a big problem is that people assume veterans are strong enough to handle it, uh, anything. And to some degree, yeah, I mean, you look at what you guys have been through and you're like, you're the toughest of the tough. But, you know, we as civilians have no idea what you guys go through, how to approach the situation. I think a lot of people forget that you're still regular dudes. Dude, yeah, and I think that's huge because we do handle a lot. You know, if you think about the load that someone takes over in Afghanistan, an 18-year-old guy. And that's the thing. We're talking about young guys. I look at my... I mean, I think back to me being 18 or 20-something. I mean, I'm 43 years Man. old, and I'm at 20 years of military service. So I joined really young. Yeah. You know, and so I think when guys are looking at this, they're thinking, oh, well, this young guy... You know, the average uh, platoon sergeant is like 25 to 28 right now. You know, yeah. and, and so when you're looking at that, you're thinking, Man, that's that 28-year-old... He's responsible for 40 dudes Yeah, in so he combat. must be super squared away. So he's got to be squared away. And I, I, we forget that, hey, man, this guy is just someone who's dealing with not only his own problems, but all 40 of these guys. Yeah, well, how many times have you walked around, a, or walked around a building before in a leadership position and been like, how the hell am I going to get everybody from point A to point B? And, you know, and, and man, you scream, cry, vomit, smoke, throw stuff, and then you put on a straight face and you walk out from behind that building again and you're this 19-year-old dude that's in charge of things that... You have no idea how to be in charge of, really. I mean, there's some training there, but you're figuring it out on the fly. That's the truth. You're 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 sorting this thing out as you go. But, but it's it's so critical to, um, you know that that you know Jay's absolutely right. You know when he says that that um, you know that, that people make assumptions about us being strong. What I really think we are is people who can soak up an inordinate amount of pain, both physically and mentally, and we can continue. We can drag ourselves forward through things that other people would throw up their hands and give up, but. Awesome. There comes a point where you've got to deal with that. Yeah. There comes a point where awesome. you've got to mend that. You know, just like you can't work out forever. I can't squeeze my muscles forever. They'll tear and break down eventually, no matter how tough I am. Yep. And that's what we're seeing is that breakdown, that 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 erosion, and then eventually that 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 break. So for you guys tuning in, you know, we're just about out of time. This is Savage Gentleman Podcast, and we're going over issues that veterans face every day. We've got Travis Hall, aka Doc T. We've got JD Caputo. Um, Travis just came off of a really cool uh, adventure called Destination Nowhere. Got a bunch of vets together for this charity uh, motorcycle ride. You guys drove from Texas to California. Texas to uh, Las Vegas. Dallas to, to Vegas. Vegas. Dallas to Dallas Vegas. Dallas to Vegas. We hit uh, lots of adversity, and I like to say uh, uh, bonds are built in adversity. It was 11 degrees Oof. some mornings when we were starting. Uh, it was uh, it was extremely cold, man. But yeah. the the bonds that we built during that ride are, are for lifetimes. And 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 you know we're going over different organizations and outreach programs that guys can go to. <clears throat> There's one that you had mentioned. We've got a clip here. Clear path. Um, Clear path. Yeah. yeah. So Zach, if you want to play that that real quick, we've got a guy so, kind of talking about Clear Path, and you can talk about them if you want to. Yeah. So if you're in the New England uh, area, Clear. Sorry. Oh, if you're in the New England area. Uh, ClearPath is an adjunct for the VA, basically, and so what ClearPath does is they help you in in your problems and in your medical needs or your or your psychological needs. And uh, it, the, you know, everybody knows that the VA is uh, regulated to certain areas, 
And New England being really densely populated is one of those areas that's hard to get appointments. Gotcha. And so ClearPath kind of helps by getting guys and getting guys seen sooner than they would normally. Oh, nice, nice. So, so let's play the clip real quick. As a veteran myself, if I had ClearPath six years ago, it would have been a, a vital resource in my transition and and save my you know myself and my family a lot of heartache and, and never mind myself I mean the thousands of veterans that we have in New England we we really need to start finding a way to get them the right help and uh, clear paths the way to do it so you know there's there's tons of organizations out of clear path is one there's a lot and that's yeah. what we're going over is you know ways that that you folks that are watching, if you're veterans or you know veterans, you know that they can get whatever help they need, whatever they're going through. And <clears throat> Travis, uh, that's Travis a great Lee question. Quinn, yeah, Travis, I want to talk to you, buddy. Um, your question here is, what do you do when the guys you want to talk to are having a harder time than you? I think that's what you're saying, or having harder, you know, have it harder than you. Um, how so, man? Like, if, if if the guys you want to talk to, if the team that you want to talk to, if uh, there's no veteran, I've never seen a veteran would ever look at anybody and say, hey man, I got it worse than you, I don't have time for that. That's not what we are, and, and if that guy's out there, you know, to hell with you, you know what I mean? So, and I think everybody's heart is a different, it's a scale, you sure. know, it's very scalable. And I think my heart compared to someone else's heart might not be as 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 difficult, you know, or, or as much to swallow. There's no way to judge that though, and that's the thing, is like you can't look at someone and experience what they're going through. Right. So. You know, you can see outwardly and you can kind of guess, oh, that guy's got it harder or that guy's got it easier. But there's really no way to quantify that. So to me, bleeding, bleeding, man, if you're you're hurting and you need help as a veteran, you know, I did three tours. Um, I went to both invasions. Man, if you need my help, talk to me. I'll talk to you about anything you want to talk to. And and I think that's the that's the key part of this is if if your buddy needs to talk, let him talk. And I I 100 percent agree with that, Um, you know. We approach our friends, we approach our family, we approach our colleagues, and if and dude, I'm one of the guys that I'll drop what I'm doing on the ride. Even you know, like there was nights on the mm-hmm. ride where I would drop what I was doing, and I would go and I would talk to the guys, and 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 there was people that were hurting on the ride, and I would just even go, out there, even, even on the ride, on yeah, the road, yeah. Right? And so you know, it's all about focus. It's all about uh, it's to me, it's about uh, refocusing that mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, like and these guys have a mindset, and if you give someone a task. Then they're going to come off that hurt that they're on, and they and they're going to and they're going to find a task and they're going to jump into that task, um, you know. And I think that's kind of like one of the big pushes that we need to do yeah. is with the teams, with the task, mm-hmm. with uh, you know whether it's skydiving, <clears throat> rock climbing, whatever it is, off roading, yeah. giving some activities. So and there's quick, jujitsu organizations out there, by the way. There's yeah. a, I know We Defy is one of them that's out mm-hmm. there. That's a really good one. Yep. Um, that's, there's that's, veteran BJJ. So We Defy a is a good one. They're a, a Green Beret run yep. organization mm-hmm. that uh, and is no Stefanos is like our big thing. And so mm-hmm. yeah, they're they're a really good one. Um, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, they're, they're, I mean, even I, I put some together. You know, and, and, and again, teaching people the martial arts, man. Even like Filipino Kali, putting guys through flow drills. Mm-hmm. You know, this this kind of mindless, you know, movement over and over again. You get the laughs, you get the smiles back, you get the camaraderie, the brotherhood. You get them training because yeah. training is important to us. Training is part of our identity. It's part of who we are. And now all of a sudden, you you put guys back in that environment where See, they can train again, and they've yes. got they've got guys around them training to them. That's going to be just the same thing as is getting up doing PT. 
you know, in, in the morning at oh dark 30. Yeah. And that's going to feel very familiar and very comfortable to them. Gotcha. You can't take, you know, I'm looking at a dog here. I can't take a wild animal out of its pack and just throw it somewhere and expect it to be okay. Mm -hmm. It's going to go through some signs and symptoms. And just like that, just like that animal, we can't take them out of the pack and throw them away, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's where, you know, talking about with martial arts, talking about with these activities, it's, it's redefining that mission, you know? And I think that's, that's kind of the, the summation of, you know, one of the few things that we can do for guys as they're out there is, you know, helping them find a way to redefine their mission. Once they get back and that, you know, that mission is over, time to start a new one, find a new, find a new troop, find a new group, find a new, you know, family to, to work with and, and find that new mission. And, and the other thing that you guys said, which I thought was brilliant was, you know, win those small battles, you know, yep. with that, that every day, how did you phrase it? Yep, win a moment. Yeah, win a, a moment. moment. One moment Just at a, a time. Moment. I think that's that's a that's a great approach. And can I share one, one more, more thing? Yeah, one more final thought, man. Guys, listen. You know, a lot of times we put it on the army, but the army is nothing more than a generation of people. Okay, that's where the value is. Is in the people. War's not about who's right or wrong. It's about who's left. Okay, you matter. You're important. Win that moment. Stay in the fight, man. And if, and again, there's great people here. Great programs. There's all kinds of stuff out there. Win that moment, stick it out. That's all I got to say. I just wanted to put that together, man. The <laughs> no value problem. of the army is in the people, right? It's in you, man. You, 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 you represent that. So, hey, uh, just just know we're doing Destination Nowhere 2019. So if you guys want to apply for it, if you want to be a veteran on the ride, uh, hit us up. Hit the Era Three website up. Send us your questions. Send us. Uh, let us know that you want to be a part of it. And uh, of course, we can't accommodate everyone, but we'll do our best to accommodate. We, we really want to get some cool veterans on this ride. Nice. So to, uh, Destination Nowhere 2019 will be a, a big a big thing. Be Thanks for what you do. Hey, thank you guys, man. Hey, cheers, it. guys. You know, that's that's about all we have for time now. So thank you guys so much for coming on. This is very informative. Hopefully you listeners and you folks watching pick something up from this. Like, share this, um, send it out to as many people as we can. And reach out. Reach out to us at Savage Gentlemen. Reach out at JD mm -hmm. at JD Caputo. Reach out to Doc T at 2C, 2C Med. 2C Med. And, um, man, we're here to help. And we will see you guys next time on the next I, Savage Gentlemen. 